0: Wow. So um, how to nurture young leaders is kind of the, the idea here. If any of you were living under a rock in the last year, I'll let you know that it was a great year of football in Colorado. Uh, there's this guy called Pate Manning. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, the old man, the, the sheriff, right? And he was on his last ride through town And halfway through the year, the sheriff got hurt. And the team was looking good, and we thought, you know what, that's probably it. He's done. Man, you wish the guy could have ended a full season on his last season. So what they did was uh, they said, well, we got Brock Osweiler. Go ahead and do your thing, Peyton. And Peyton went to work like the sheriff did. And he, he found this guy on the practice team, got a picture here, his his name is Jordan Taylor. You got that picture? He found this guy with long hair, young buck, and he was on the practice team. He wasn't, he, he, he wasn't a part of the roster, but he said, hey, I, I see something in you. And he nicknamed the guy Sunshine. He said, come on, Sunshine. So Sunshine would meet him at the practice field every morning at 6 a.m., and they would go to work. And Peyton was going to rehab. Peyton was going to get back. And this was all quiet. People weren't paying attention to this. Peyton kept this under wraps. But he had sunshine running routes with him every day at 6 a.m., 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., Peyton was going to come back. Well, you all know the story. He did come back, and right at the end, he led his team to a Super Bowl championship, and it was a beautiful year. But Peyton, the, the, the cool thing about this story is that Peyton, we all know, he rode off into the sunset The sheriff retired, but do you know who's on the roster this year for the Denver Broncos? A guy called Sunshine. So Peyton made, Peyton gave a great invitation that turned into a great investment into Sunshine's future. An invitation that became a great investment for Sunshine's future. Here's a picture of me about nine years ago. Life was pretty difficult in pastoral ministry and I was a young guy. And I started writing letters to this guy who I didn't know personally, but I had read a couple of books of his, Eugene Peterson. So I dropped the letter in the mail and, and sent it over to the publisher. And I said, if you could get this to Mr. Peterson, that would be excellent. If you can't, I understand. So the publisher sent it to Mr. Peterson. And two weeks later, I went to my mailbox and there was a handwritten letter from Mr. Peterson, Eugene Peterson. And he said, yes, I'd be willing to have you in Montana, but not so fast. I want you to write a three-page paper on what is pastor and a three-page paper on what is church to see if we even have enough common ground to begin a conversation. So I started writing my letters, and it, long story short, I've had eight visits with him through the years, and he's become an incredible mentor in my life and a blessing to my life. He's become another Tommy Barnett figure that you look and you say, you know what, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible to be married 60 years it's possible to love the church it's possible to love God and to be human and to be joyful at the end of one's life I, there it is Eugene Peterson it started with a great invitation that became a great investment in my life a few years ago around the church I saw this guy who was uh, one of our volunteers and he would help and he would help and he would help and he'd help us make videos and I thought this guy is hilarious this guy's really funny and so I went to him I said John I want for the next leadership meeting, I want you, I think you're funny. Why don't you tell some jokes? I'm going to give you 10 minutes, the first 10 minutes of our leadership meeting, and I want you to stand up and tell jokes because you're funny. And he goes, why would I do that? I can't do that. I'm not a stand-up comedian. So the next month, the leadership meeting came up, and I gave him the first 10 minutes. And John stood up there, and he brought the house down. And he came up to me afterwards. He said, I really liked that. That was fun. Like, man, I think I want to keep trying at that. This guy now has videos that have had 10 million views on YouTube. He's a full-time stand-up comedian traveling the country, and he loves Jesus, and he's given the church something to laugh about. And he said, you know what, Daniel, that invitation changed my life. It's an invitation that became an investment in his future. Several years ago, Pastor Brady came to several of us on the the team, and he said, I think you're ready to preach every week. Oh, okay. Um, So don't worry. We'll meet every Tuesday. We'll talk. We'll go through the text. We'll pray. We'll we'll chat it through. Let's read things together. And it was an invitation that became a great investment in my life and in so many lives around this team because Pastor Brady saw something in us. Before we were really ready, he called us out. And it was an invitation that became a great investment in my life. Pastor Brady knew what Gladwell wrote, that it takes 10,000 hours to become a master at something. So he said, you got to get your reps. you got to start now. And if I'm the leader, I'm going to make it so you get your reps. It was an invitation that became a great investment in my life. Which leads us to the one who understands this concept better than any of us, Jesus Christ of Nazareth himself who went down the dusty roads of Palestine and found some chumps, stealing people blind, robbing old women at the tax booth. And he said, you know what, I see something in you. You should walk with me. Go ahead and take up your cross and just follow me. Trust me. I see something in you. It became an invitation that led to a great investment in the future of the kingdom of God. It started with an invitation that became an investment. One of the problems, I think, though, is I hear people talk about, I, wanna, I just want to reproduce myself. I just want to reproduce myself. I think Jesus could say that because he's Jesus of Nazareth. But I don't want to reproduce myself. I want to call people into a relationship with Jesus. I want to call people to, to stand before the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit reproduce Jesus in them. And so we talk about reproduce myself, I want to reproduce myself. Pastor Brady didn't come to me and say, now I want you to preach every week and I want you to tell my jokes and I want you to use my outline and I want you to, you know, you should like SEC football, you're an LSU Tiger fan now. He didn't say that because I'm a Big 12 guy, okay? Uh, Well, thankfully both of our teams stink this year, so it's okay. But he said, what's in you, Daniel? Let's draw that out. In fact, he came to me about a year and a half ago. And he said, Daniel, I've been listening to your sermons. You're doing a great job. I'm proud of you. You're growing. One thing. Let me just give you one thing. He said, when we're together, you're really funny. You, you're quick to cut up and tell a joke. and You're funny. When I hear you preach, sometimes you're too serious. Why don't you just be yourself? Why don't you laugh? Bring the congregation. Give them you. And I said, oh, I can do that. He saw something in me. He didn't want to reproduce himself. He wanted the Holy Spirit to draw out of me the gifts that he had implanted in me. You see, I think there's people that the Holy Spirit has put in your life. He's not calling you to reproduce yourself. He's calling you to identify and to make the great invitation for people that will become the great investment in their future and in the future of the kingdom of God. So today I want to ask the question, who's in your life that the Lord has led your way? Who is the person that God has for you? Who is the person where there's just a natural divine flow of love? Who is the person that seems to be drawn to you? And what will you do to speak life into them, to invest in them, to give them an opportunity, to call them out, to challenge them, to encourage them, to give them that great invitation that becomes the great investment in their future and in the future of the kingdom of God? My suspicion is if we'll pay attention and if we'll be prayerful about this, And if we'll begin to set meetings and set appointments where we can invest in people, we'll look up 10 years from now and someone will stand up and say, that one day when that person gave me that invitation, that became the investment in my future. Let's go for it together.